What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Wednesday. What? I put Wednesday on here. My week's all screwed up. My internal clock fucked six ways from Sunday. It's your Wednesday. Going to LA, doing it. Yeah, he's, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's Friday, actually. Don't worry about that. Yesterday, so confused when talking to the games people before Gamescaster. I was like, wait, this comes out and we record. And when, I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. The second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host. Speaking of Forbes 30 under 30. Sure. Nominations are now open oh, for, for 2020. Trying to get buried in there? Wait. Trying to get yeah, buried in there? Yeah, it's the 2020 list. Yeah. And I, I, I'm I, considering very. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I do want to find someone that I push. Because with great power comes sure. great responsibility. Sure, you got to find the Miles Morales to your Spider-Man. Exactly, now. and I and uh, it is the thing like when you do the nomination form, one of the things they ask you is, "Are you an alumni of the list?" Oh. Which you got to imagine helps push pushes somebody, right? Yeah. So I want to push somebody. I just don't know who yet. Who do we do know that's young? I don't know. Jonathan Dornbush is on no, my no, list. Don't I do like that. him a lot. No, no, no. You know, no, but no. I like more than me. If you guys have uh, suggestions, let me know. At Tim Gettys, serious stuff. Because I do actually want to push this and help someone. Because I appreciated the people that helped me. How old's Khalif? I don't He'd know. He'd be a good one. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Geo Corsi. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> Shuhei <laughs> Yoshida. <laughs> I don't understand how the list is built. <laughs> if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, and everything else under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch the show live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe housekeeping for you tomorrow <laughs> we are going to be in vancouver for All the right. kind of funny world tour vancouver meet and greet less stop than 24 hop. hours less than 24 hours yeah in and out I woke up today, I was brushing my teeth, I'm like, I'm so tired. I look at the clock, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be at the airport tomorrow at this time. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't no, get better. That's, that's not good. But then we're going to do a meet and greet. That's going to be super It's going to be fun. a great meet and greet. We're very excited about that. Geo Corsi going to be there, of Fantastic. course. Vancouver is hometown. He's him. coming up to hang out with the us. Coos. Yeah, very much. The Coos, as they call it. Yeah, that's what yeah. I think they all call it. Yeah. Very, very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, and so then you, Sunday, we come back pretty pretty damn early yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's like a 10.55 flight. Is it? Yeah. It's not too bad. That's early though. Yeah, it's better than. I mean, we're, it's tomorrow. literally twenty four hours on the ground. We haven't done that for a meet and greet yet. We've usually yeah. gone to spend a couple days. Then this. I come yeah. back and I have uh, one of Gia's friends' engagement parties. I have to go to, which you Oof. know what that means? Drinking an inevitable fucking wedding. Oh, okay, ah. sure, yeah, that yes. Engagement parties usually beget a wedding. Yes, Dude. that's how it usually goes. It's always not always before though. the time. Not always. Sometimes it's sad about that. You know what I mean? Oh my god. We can only hope. Jesus Whoa. Christ! <laughs> I don't like them You're engaged. I don't like them that much. Oh my lord! Oh my! Like you act like you have to go there and do something. Go there, have a mimosa, talk to the other guys and gals. Be like, what? What, you, what do you think of Game of Thrones? There you go. You just yeah. solved your conversation. And then, oh. and then you make the excuse of, hey, we got to leave early. We're tired to watch Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boom! There you yeah. go. When does the Chernobyl thing start on HBO? The fuck is that? The tr- at the end when you it's usually you suffer through an episode of Game of Thrones uh-huh. and then they give you also coming up and then Chernobyl. That, you're like that's interesting. It's coming up sometime in May. Okay. Do your fucking job, Barrett, and Google when the goddamn Chernobyl HBO show's happening. <laughs> you know, all the world at your fingertips. I gotta be over here doing a game show, and it's a huge one. I don't know why we're spending so much time here. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers today, Tom Bach, Blackjack, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Sherry's Bay. What? He's typing in Google. What? What is the goddamn Show it to people. Show, don't click on anything. Show them what you typed. When is the goddamn, and first off, damn D-A-M, Chernobyl? Chernobyl, how young are you? It was a nuclear disaster. They taught what? you about it in school. What? C-H, God damn it! who are you? I don't blame you, Barry. Barry Courtney, 30 under 30, let's go. God, let's go, no, you just lost it. Now I am stumping for Dornbush. You know what I mean? I was like, I can't have a podcast beyond host. I, was, I just pulled Dornbush out of my ass because I don't know many people that young. We'll talk about this later. Belinda Garcia, right? Oh, yeah. oh fuck. Yeah, That's a good yeah. one. So, hey, all the people, all the young up and comers yeah, we've okay. had through. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Odell Harmon Jr., you yeah. know what I mean? Tossing okay, out there. Okay, there's some good ones. And then uh, Sean Layden. 
Cool Greg. <laughs> cool Greg. There cool you Greg. Go. Yeah, let's go. Uh, today we're brought to you by Sherry's Berries and Pro Flowers, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's get serious and begin the show with what is and forever will be a jam packed Roper Report. Chernobyl. It's a good show, or it should be at least. It looks great. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Strap me. We got some meaty ones here to talk through and read about. Number one. Could the Epic Store lead to lower prices? This is Kyle Orland over at Ars Technica talking to Tim Sweeney from Epic. The Epic Game Store's much balooied. Bahooied? How, how do you say Balooied? Balooied, right? It's a weird one. I've seen it written out, but I've never said it. Bollyhood. Bollyhood. <laughs> much Bullhooied, 88% revenue share has been great news for developers who are no longer forced to accept Steam's de facto 70% standard. But this new behind-the-scenes monetary split hasn't resulted in savings for gamers who thus far have seen the same price tags for Epic for games on Epic Storefront as on Steam when titles are available on both. Speaking to Ars Technica, though, Epic co-founder and CEO Tim Sweeney says that players should look forward to paying less on the Epic Game Store in the future. While Epic leaves pricing decisions completely in the developer's hands, Sweeney said, quote, After you go through several cycles of game developers making decisions, you're going to see lower prices as developers pass on the savings to customers, realizing they can sell more copies if they have a better price. Quote, this sort of economic competition is really healthy for the whole industry and will lead the industry to a better place for all developers and for gamers as well, he continued. It's a supply side thing. This revenue sharing, it's some sort of business arrangement between developers and a store that a gamer generally doesn't see. But as developers reinvest more than 18% of additional revenue into building better games, that's key to the long-term health of the game industry that we all have to look out for, end quote. In launching the Epic Game Store, Sweeney said the company talked with each participating developer to set a benchmark for the kinds of sales they might expect if they launched on Steam. Quote, we felt we would be lucky if games were selling at about 40 to 50% the rate of Steam, just because of the small size of the Epic user base, he told ours. But in most cases, we are on track to match or exceed Steam revenue. It's all proceeding faster than expected, end quote. Sweeney wouldn't share too many specifics, but did throw out a few numbers to highlight the faster-than-expected growth. 85 million total players with Epic Game Store installed and 4.5 million downloads for a free game like Subnautica, including 1 million downloads for newcomers to the store. As far as specific games go, Sweeney said that Deep Silver's Metro Exodus is selling 2.5 times better than the fir- in the first weeks as an Epic Game Store exclusive than its predecessor Metro Last Light did on Steam. For context, Sweeney added a similar comparison for the console versions only showed 1.5 times as many sales for the latest game in the series. The most surprising number Sweeney shared, though, is that fully half of all Fortnite players on PC had never used Steam before. That represents a new audience ripe to discover new games that Valve was not reaching, he said. Two things to talk about, right? A lot of interesting stuff there. Of course. I want to start at the the end and work our way back. Sure, you want to go? I I like what you So, yeah, this Fortnite number, right? It's interesting. It's cool. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, right? We've been talking a lot, I'd say, in the last decade uh, since the introduction of the Wii mobile games, things of that nature, um, where there was an influx of potential gamers. uh, Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you've never had a controller in their hand or had any interaction or understanding that they do enjoy video games. And that is the first step towards playing, quote unquote, real games. Right. Yeah. And all it takes is to be introduced to the right one to become somebody that listens to this show. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, at least go down the path to do that. And I think Fortnite represents a a new step, like the, the modern version of that, that is an even closer step to being able to play other games or wanting to play other games. Right. Because it is a bit more of a traditional experience. Well, it's a traditional experience and it's just on every it's on every platform, traditional or non-traditional. Yes, so exactly. that's the greatest point what you're talking about, right? Well, yeah, if you are, let's say, a kid, right? You're in junior high grade school playing Fortnite on your iPad, on your phone. You go and you watch Ninja. You go and watch Sancho uh, West. You go and watch any of these Fortnite streamers and see them playing with a controller or on a PC. Yeah. Suddenly you are like, oh, is that a better way to play? You look into it more. You hear about your friends. And then it becomes, yeah, well, it, crap, it is a better way to play. And that's where this gets interesting. Because mm-hmm. now suddenly, right, what what would have the, the natural progression of that before would have been, oh, playing with a controller or a mouse and keyboard is a better way to do it. Consoles are cheaper, but they're still really expensive, right? Uh, in, in talking about a good console or something of like that effect, right? 
or that, I put that in the wrong place. Consoles in general are cheaper than a PC, right? But oh, okay. if you're if you have a PC at home, you have something at home that can probably run it, right? Fortnite's not that intensive. You can't get it running on an iPad, on whatever. You suddenly get in, and guess what? The storefront for Epic is free. You're able to jump in. You have Fortnite there on a desktop or the school computer or whatever, and suddenly, yeah, you're using it in a different way and finding it to be a different game in a way, a step up from what the touchscreen controls are. No, no knocks to touchscreens, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, that is fascinating, and I think that is one of the power moves of this that I don't know if we've thought about enough. I haven't thought about enough, for sure. The fact that, yeah, there are a ton of Fortnite players out there, and so if you can just push them, nudge them to go on the computer they're already using at home or whatever to log in, even if it is like to get into the store, right? When I was mm-hmm. at the Borderlands event, it dawned on me I hadn't bought the uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Star-Lord skin for Fortnite, mm-hmm. and right, I was very clear. Whatever they put out for these skins, Marvel characters, I'm going to buy. I already bought Black Widow. I'm not even playing Fortnite right now, but I know I'll get back to it eventually. So I busted out my phone, right? Installed the giant update that I was like mm, so far behind so on. Big, yeah. And then just bought it off the, the Apple store or the store through my uh, phone. Not in any way planning to play on my phone with it, but I just wanted that before it went away. Mm-hmm. I think PC is another example of that, right? Where even if you are a mobile player, even if you are a console player, you get this, you download it. It's an easy way to get into the thing. It's an easy way to get your fix if you're on the go and you want to play yeah. something Fortnite related. And yeah, like you're talking about, it's an easier way to bridge that gap. You know, my mom plays uh, PlayStation VR. She thinks it's awesome. She asked me how much it is. I explain that's not going to go over well, right? Yeah. But hey, there's this free thing called the Epic Game Store. You can get in there. You can play the free game that way. And suddenly, yeah, you're now surrounded and inundated with it, right? Mm-hmm. And back to Sweeney's point in the article that he talks about up here, right, in terms of getting people in there for, you know, 4.5 million downloads for a free game like Subnautica. The article, in his, you know, in the interview continues with him, goes on to talk about how they found success, obviously, with free games. And it's what you're talking about. Yeah. Of if you're already on the storefront and you're already there, why not get a game in front of somebody that they'll hopefully click on and download and play? And at the end of the day, more people playing games means more money in games. It's all good news for people that enjoy games, right? right? Now, going back to the beginning of this stuff, I feel like there's a lot of tomfoolery Tom Foolery, you say? Whoa. Yeah, and first off, Bear, can you bring up uh, that Google search real quick? For Chernobyl? Oh, uh, this? And can you play okay. it? Here, play this for me. How do we say Ballyhoo? Ballyhoo. 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 Uh, Ballyhoo. Praise or publicize extra- extravagantly. Ballyhoo. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. Um, but yeah, what I... Epic Game Store is much Ballyhooed. That's what mm-hmm. I was like, jokingly saying, but it, I think it's it. Okay. <laughs> Dumbass words. What did um, I say? Ballyhooed? Yeah. No, no, that's that what I said. Right. That's what I said. I was like, I, I thought I said Ballyhoo, but I don't know. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, no, but it's talking about like trying to get game prices down. I'll believe it when I see 100%. it. One hundred percent. Sounds like such such nonsense. Such total total made up. Just trying to make it sound good for everybody. They're trying to twist this so it sounds good for the consumers buying the games, but also for the people making the games. Who yeah. guess what? Making those games cheaper is never going to benefit them. No, I mean, it, it's and I yeah. For me, it's a it's it, this is. Here's a perfect world scenario where if everybody wanted just to hit the same revenue they're generating now, this is what you do. Now, granted, he makes the argument that if you lower your game price, right, then more people would buy your game. Possible. I bet. I think that you're going to see, as usual, indies experiment with Th- this. More. That's the thing. There are cases where that is true. That is not a rule by any. It's the opposite of that. It is like there are exceptions to right. the rule being right. no. Sixty dollars. Sixty dollars games for a reason, right? That speaks. When you and say you're paying sixty dollars, you know what you're getting. Exactly. You like is the reason Dreams early beta, whatever they're calling it, early creators package, launches without being full price, right? Like, no, this is, you're getting it early. And I, I feel like the, especially with the free to play nature of things now and where, where there is such success with games that are free, even a dollar puts those games in a different category. That is something that there, you, there is a um, step you have to take financially, even if it's not much, there's still that step, but then it's also not big enough of a jump for it to feel substantial. So it does feel a little bit more disposable, ironically, more disposable than a free game. Sure. Does, if that makes sense, because yeah. that for the free game, it's, you don't feel like you're losing anything. So if you do have a good experience with it, you're going to invest more time and you're going to see it as a quality product and you can understand wanting to invest in the costumes and, you know, whatever yeah. microtransactions that they do have. If they're well That's how it works for me with Fortnite, right? Where, yeah, I've played exactly. so many hours of it that when something comes around, even though I'm not playing that game anymore, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm going to get back to it eventually. You want to reward them yep. for doing it correctly, right? Right. right. Um, but... Cheaper titles, I feel like, have a much... We're not there yet. This yeah, is what we've, just, yeah, we've talked exactly. about this for years. As long as I can remember at IGN, when we talked about a digital future, if it would happen, then now being inevitable, blah, 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 that people will explore the scale of pricing. Mm-hmm. And that is not what I think is happening right now or will happen soon on Epic Game Store. I could be wrong, and I'd love to be wrong, but I do feel... what Right now, when we talk about Epic Game Store, right? why are people going there? 
They are going there for the money. Epic is giving dump trucks of money out and giant checks out to get exclusives onto their platform and stuff. And, you know, capitalism, whatever. That's competition, how they're doing it. And I don't have a problem with it, but I'm aware many of the audience members do. This is the same thing there where, Grant, okay, we're getting money to come be an exclusive thing and we're getting a better rev share on the thing. And, like, why would somebody look at that and be like, unless they're totally being altruistic, which I'm not saying those developers don't exist and those publishers don't exist, but I do think they're going to sit there and go, well, no, we want to sell at $60. We don't, uh, for the most part, if these games are cross-platform, right, we don't want to, if we're Metro, we don't want to piss off PlayStation and Xbox and undercut the price down to $47 and get the same amount of, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, like, we're not there yet. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to happen for a while. Maybe I, I we'll do, one day. I do think it's interesting because, you know, we have been talking about this for so many years at this point, but I feel like... It is no longer just the $60 price point that makes sense to people. Yeah. I feel be- like people have wrapped their head around a $40 price point as well. Sure. For for titles that are, they're not budget, but like things like Ratchet and Clank, right? Yeah. Things yeah. like the Crash Bandicoot. Well, that was one of the six reasons I think uh, Ratchet and Clank was so successful. And Crash Bandicoot. We got, yeah, we got those games like, oh, it's only four. Holy fuck, this game's great. Exactly. Oh, but I feel like the, the $40 price point does make sense to people. And then when you go lower, obviously the free-to-play price point makes sense at this point. And um, I would say that on the... Uh, indie side there is a acceptance of the 10 to 20 dollar level for games like celeste like people understand that and they understand that 1499 is that sweet spot exactly somewhere in there it's like cool those games do exist and there is a value associated 47 dollars for a new triple a game i i feel like that sounds like a sale as opposed to a msrp yeah right and i feel like until uh users can wrap their head around that being a constant that people can not just people developers are all kind of agreeing on as like this is the point that these games sell at yeah it's not going to happen and when you add on the fact that it would only be this on the epic store not on steam not in other places it's like i I don't buy it well steam you figure i think for the most part we're arguing about exclusives right to come in the epic store so you can knock them out of the equation but i do think if you are everywhere else but even if you're not everywhere else it's still up to the developer and the developer is looking at the landscape and they are saying we have a six dollar game it would have to be somebody it would have to be big it would have to be somebody like gearbox being like, hey, we believe in Borderlands three, and we don't need more money. So, yep, we're gonna come down. And but then <laughs> that, that, that line's so exactly, and that's whole thing. As I to be clear, I can't. It wouldn't even be Gearbox. It would be two K, and it would. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it, and then again, Sony and Microsoft are being like, what the fuck? Like what? You know why? You know, blah, blah blah. And there's this pushback we and don't push and pull money. of it. Yeah, and that's not how that's companies not are. How run. Works, that's man. not where we're at right now. Yeah, maybe one day, and it's a you know. A, it's an interesting thing. I saw somebody doing uh, in the on the comments of this article uh, doing napkin math of like I think it was forty seven dollars you could come down to right mm-hmm. if you versus a sixteen a normal thirty split to this in the new eighty eight or twelve split. Or whatever. I hope that Epic Store uh, starts to speed up the process of solving all the problems that everybody has. Hundred percent. And I you know I I want to believe in and them doing that and that it's going to happen sooner than later. But I do feel like we're crossing that point that threshold of. Like, okay, stop talking about anything until you fix the issues at hand. Sure. You know? Yeah, your friends list, your uh, leaderboards, your online play, all the stuff mm-hmm. that's missing. Security that, stuff, all yeah, that Yeah, exactly, stuff. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it nets out, because I feel like for the majority of people, that's the argument they make, right, is that they're just not getting the features that they get out of this. Obviously, they want to have everything in one thing out mm-hmm. of convenience, but it's also the fact that Epic Games, in terms of features, doesn't compete with Steam, and that's a big problem for them. We'll see how long it takes to get there. Isn't that right, Barrett? Uh, uh, sure. Thanks, bud. I'm yeah. Glad you're always into this show. Also, by the way, in the thing here, Brian points out Chernobyl is on Monday. So thanks for nothing, Barrett. Chernobyl. What is wrong with you? Where did you go to school? Ohio. That makes sense. <laughs> Number two, Days Gone is still selling really well in the UK for April. This is Marie Delessandri from mcv uk uh, the monthly physical charts for april very much mirror this week's charts with days gone being the best-selling title of the month after only five days on shelves followed by mortal kombat 11 as we mentioned in the weekly charts ps4 exclusive days gone was the biggest launch of the year though by sony's own high standards it took less impressive it looks less impressive as it shifted 38.8 percent less physical copies at launch than horizon zero dawn also a new ip did some of this will be d- down to the digital shift but the lukewarm reception certainly is accountable too as a result of days gone's launch the playstation 4 market share went up in april with sony's console representing 49 percent of all physical games copies shifted in the uk in april meanwhile five days from launch mortal kombat 11 debuted at number two in the monthly physical charts uh, the title had a 43.6 percent drop in launch sales from 2015's mortal kombat x but with warner brothers interactive president david had it 
had it, uh, recently announcing that Mortal Kombat 11 put in the best launch of any Mortal Kombat title to date, it's more likely attributed to digital shift than fading interest. I put this in for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Number one, of course, good job days gone. Being able to break out and do that. And Mortal Kombat, interesting. Obviously, there's a difference in how much time they've been on shelves and such. Yeah. But I, I had skipped last week the initial weekly report that put Days Gone on the front. Because I felt, and I talked about it online to a couple of kids, and I think on the subreddit maybe, talked about... Um, it feels like recently when we've been doing UK charts for weekly stuff, it's just too little of a glimpse mm. where when we talked about Anthem and then we talked about Division, those numbers were, hey, it's selling way less, but digital is a bigger deal now, right? Yeah. And so I don't know how much to not believe in them, but how much they actually give us an accurate picture. I thought it was more newsworthy outside of the glimpse of what it looked like in a weekly chart of what it looked like in the month of April with five days. And comparing it to the other first party titles from Sony. Exactly. It, is, it is interesting to see that Days Gone is selling as well as it is given all of the kind of meh reception it's been yeah. getting. But it's also a testament to the power of exclusives. And, oh, sure. And, and marketing. You know, and, and marketing and all that as well. But I really do feel like the majority of this would be like, oh, it's it's the next big Sony thing. I got to get it. I got to sure. try it, right? Yeah. Um, and, and it's all, and I mean, that's in that, I think Days Gone's been an interesting case of what's the difference between reviewing a video game and playing a video game and talking about what you like or hate about it, mm-hmm. right? Whereas I think, me coming into Days Gone and having to review it, I'm like, yeah, it's a mediocre game, whatever, right? And then seeing people like Michael Jones play Days Gone and being like, hey, I know the reviews are lukewarm, but I'm having a really good time with it. I think both of those statements are true, right? Yeah. It's it's not like one is... It, you can play that game. You know, Shinobi on Twitter put up that great uh, video clip out. And I know he, when reviews dropped, he was very much like, hey, I'm still going to play this. I've had a lot of fun with games that are sixes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but he put up that great clip, right, of him... Hey, did you see this? No. Him sneaking up on a bunch of freakers or whatever. There, there's like three or four there. And he's sneaking through the bushes. And it's like a minute-long clip. Sneaking through the bushes. And then all of a sudden, bam, it spawns a horde around him. Like he was, I guess, coming up on a horde, but it didn't load. So he's like walking in, oh. and, he, and then he just gets launched into this horde and kills that's himself. Awesome! Like you can have fun in a game like that, like yeah. and admit oh, that absolutely. it's not perfect, right? Yeah. And that's what's been interesting. Where I think I've seen a lot of push and pull. And granted, because I'm I'm in the eye of the storm, saying I didn't like I didn't you know really like the game or whatever, or don't think it's a great game, I should say, or a good game even at that. Um, I'm seeing more flack from it than usual, but I'm having a great time with it. And you'll drill into like the comments that person's making, like, "Well, this doesn't run right, and this sucks." But like, but I'm and there's a. I saw like when I was gone, one of the headlines you guys did is right. There's basically been a patch every day for days gone. Yeah. It was like, yeah, like this and, is what I'm talking about. Is like you can enjoy these games for sure. I'm not yeah. trying to take away your enjoyment of it, but like if you're going to review the game in terms of how it actually stacks up against competition, there's a fascinating conversation there with the the patch thing too that we don't necessarily need to have right now. But at some point, Where are you maybe, be? maybe on Gamescast or something. But uh, I with. I didn't realize that God of War had a similar situation going on where there was a patch almost every day when it first came out. I don't. I mean, for the record, I don't think patching a game. I don't think patching your game every day is bad. And Fucking I get fix your game if something's not right working right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I was wondering because it's you know God of War was getting tense and like sure. deserves tense regardless of the patches or not. They didn't affect me at all. Yeah. I wonder if patches can fix fix a game that isn't a ten. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like at what point would your review score change? From things that they can patch. See, this is and this is something that people are hitting me up about. Like, oh my god, you reviewed it before all the patches were out, and and like people, you reviewed it before the day one patch. I'm like, well, that's not my job. They gave it to me and reviewed it, and also the game was getting patched a million times while I played it. And the fact that it's still getting patched now, you're playing a game that doesn't have the day one patch, people. So like, whatever. The thing I went back to, and I've seen people in comment threads when people try to attack me for it, or not, yeah, well, when they're being mean about it, so an attack, not the criticism of a review, which I'm fine with, but the thing of. My real problem with Days Gone has nothing to do with... I, I think the load times are too long. I fell through the world. Uh, it chugs here and there. My real time is I don't like the loop. Yeah. I don't like the gameplay loop. That's a design decision. Like, mm-hmm. that's not a patch thing. I don't yeah. think... I don't oh. think You can go through and it, maybe I would have been like, it runs better, yada, yada, yada. But I still would have been like, I don't think the game is rewarding to play. Like, mm-hmm. in terms of how it rewards you and do all these... They went and patched that stuff and it was doing a better job of leveling you, making you feel powerful, getting you into where you need to be. That'd be a different story, but yeah. that's so not what these patches are, right? The patch... One of the patches on the day was to fix an audio fix glitch. Sound, we broke that thing. So yeah. They put... Yeah, they, you know. And I, then uh, another interesting thing here that I like that you put in was the Mortal Kombat stuff because talking about the digital side of it versus yeah. physical, um, it's interesting that you know we only get to see certain sides and it's it's rare we get the full yeah. picture of what it means. And um, as we move towards digital being uh, the way that most people, eventually most people will buy the games. It's, we're not there yet. Um, but talking about meanwhile, Fighters from Launch Mortal Kombat 11 debuted at number two on physical 
with a 43.6% drop in launch sales for Mortal Kombat 10. But then David Eden say coming in saying like, but it is the best launch yeah. of Mortal Kombat games ever had. Yeah. So it's like that's cool telling, information. Right, yeah, it's very yeah. telling that like, and of course to keep in, in perspective, that's. UK numbers, right? So it's forty three decrease in, or forty three percent decrease in UK physical sales, not attributing for what's happening in the United States or other d- territories. Is there ever that big of a discrepancy? California.com slash you're wrong. I mean, I'm interested. I, I got to imagine that no. Like, I'm sure there's exceptions with the soccer games or things that do have some type of territorial difference. But days gone, Mortal Kombat. Like, what? I don't think that there's a cultural difference there, right? Sure. True. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, 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 you know, it could, it's possible somebody. Like, know. I don't feel like it's apples and oranges. I feel like it, it's like red it's apples usually, and green apples. I mean, you figure the UK is in the, their charts are usually a better microcosm of what probably is going to happen, right? And then you extrapolate that out. Yeah. Occasionally, there's that differences where wasn't the, they were the ones right where Crash was on top of it for like nine months. I mean, they was on the top here too. Nah, I heard it sucked here. Nobody no, liked that. It's not true. I mean, I the thing is, like, look at the Amazon list. Amazon lists are a good way to kind of tell for America just at a glance yeah. of how well games are doing. We look at the bestseller list for the year. Yeah. So. All right. Number three. Huh? Fear not. Freelancers. Work on Anthem continues. This is from Eddie over at GameSpot. Bioware's newest game, Anthem, received a mixed critical reception upon release in February. It sold very well, but it might not have had the impact some expected it to. Bioware later delayed a lot of the game's anticipated content, leading some to worry about its future. Some of Anthem's top developers are now speaking up to stress to fans that Bioware is committed to the project. Anthem's head of live services, Chad Robertson, said on Twitter that Bioware remains fully committed to the game and expanding it with new content. Quote, we remain 100% committed to Anthem and look forward to showing players the new content we are working on, he said. We want to make sure we aren't overpromising, so our updates on what's coming in the game will be focused when we have things near completion, end quote. A quote-unquote big team is working on Anthem's upcoming content across Bioware's Austin and Edmonton Studios, Robertson added. The teams are are specifically working on improving the game. Bioware lead producer Mike Gamble weighed in as well, and he said Bioware's commitment to Anthem has not changed, despite what you might have heard. In April, Bioware acknowledged that it hadn't done an optimal job of communicating with fans. Going forward, Bioware plans to stay quiet until work is closer to being finished. Quote, a lesson we have learned is that we have been talking about things too early. There are so many factors that cause us to pivot on our plans, whether it's bugs and stability issues, player feedback, or complications with a feature that would require us to take more time to deliver it, Bioware said. Our goal is to tell you about new content and features once the work is closer to being done. What do you think of that, Tim? Anthem <laughs> still being talked about. It, it's and uh, that surprises me because I haven't heard anything really for a while. Here, it seems I, like it kind of just fell I'll, off the face of the earth. At but, no point am I ever attacking anybody, but you know I like to spice it up and keep different names in here, right? Over at IGN.com, mm-hmm. there's a young lad named Matt Persla who I don't think I've met, and if I had, I'm sorry, I forgot Matt. He, I originally read his article, right, okay. and I put it in the rundown. Then. I, there's a different Matt Perslow article I, I'd put in the run uh, here. I think it's going to be number five. Yeah, the COD news, right? So I was like, ah, two Matt Perslow articles. In the I went and grabbed Eddie's. I think Matt's actually has more context to why this is making news now. So Matt's going to double dip right here. All right, we're going back to IGN. Uh, 100% committed, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lead producer on Anthem, Mike, uh, Michael Gamble, retweeted Chad Robertson. We heard us talk about that. Gamble notes that speculation around uh, Bioware's support for the sci-fi shooter is incorrect. The commitment to the project remains strong. Speculation over Bioware's support of Anthem comes in the wake of reports claiming, a, claiming that major players in the game's development team have been moved off the project and onto the upcoming Dragon Age title. Games Radar reports that executive producer uh, Mark Dara, lead director Jonathan Warner, and Michael Gamble have all stopped working on, on Anthem, although Warner is set to return after a sabbatical. Chad Robertson and lead producer Ben Irving are now uh, the people to talk to regarding the future of Anthem, according to a tweet from Gamble. Mark Durr recently tweeted a tease that suggests he is working on Dragon Age 4, adding further fuel to the speculation around Anthem future. Uh, it is not unusual for key creative staff to move on to new projects after the launch of a game, with the post-release maintenance and development left to a smaller team. However, even if this is standard industry maneuver, it is understandable why Anthem fans would be disappointed in the news due to the rocky state of the game. Having lead producers leave the project can appear like abandonment, especially considering that updates have been delayed. So there's context, I think, yeah. I was okay, missing that, from Eddie. That is key. That's a little bit more than just like, oh, there's some tweets They're about still it. Working it's on the it. rumor like, that everybody's right. leaving, right? And yeah. I don't. Uh, 
to bring you up to mind if you didn't, right? They talked about the fact that uh, we, we talked about it, I think, on the day of, and then it got updated later, because now I'm looking at a Colin Stevens update from this, right? That they pushed back a bunch of Anthem stuff, talking about that they wouldn't be able to do it, right? Yeah. Um, though Bioware has had delivered much of the planned Act 1 features on time, not every goal will be met. Instead, Bioware has been prioritizing things like bug, bug fixes, stability, and game flow over the new features of Act 1. We set aside time for this work, but the reality is that there are more things to fix and improve than we planned for. While this is the best thing to do for the game, it means some of the items on the calendar will be delayed, end quote. The features that have been delayed include the mastery system, guilds, legendary missions, phase two, a weekly stronghold challenge, leaderboards, some free play events, and Cataclysm. Cataclysm in particular remains a big focus of the game and will bring new challenges and rewards. More info on Cataclysm will be shared in May. So I want to give a full rundown report clarity on what we're talking about there. Yeah. So that brings it up back to Tim. Oof, Anthem. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's such a sad thing to see, man. Like it it's just so unfortunate that a game that was so looked forward to by so many people and like really should have been something special just dropped the ball so hard. And it is one of those tales of I don't think that they can steer the ship yeah. at this point. And so what would you do? There? Yeah, I would you know. abandon? I don't know. Is it like just move them on to Dragon Age? And also that's not how that works. It's not like those three guys moving yeah yeah now the team's lost they don't know what they're doing that's not how that works do we make a dinosaur game no (laughs) no you don't um so i do feel like there is there's kind of hyperbole when it comes to some of the the potential drama and also they're addressing it here of like that's not the case whatever um them still working on the game that's great for the fans of anthem it's great for people that have invested time and money in this game but at what point is it just like all right. Lost cause. It's a lost cause. You know? I mean, you can't. I don't think you can let Anthem be a lost cause for I mean, a long that's, time. But that's the thing is you can't. Yeah. But then it's like, uh, then what point is there an Anthem 2? Is there an Anthem 2? You know? I mean, there would have to be such a redemption arc. Yeah. That I don't know if they have them in it. And now here's the thing about Anthem. As somebody who enjoys Anthem and enjoyed Anthem at the launch, right? And the gameplay or whatever. Obviously, I understand the problems. I'm st- I don't play it right now because I'm playing Division. You're on the opposite side of the Days Gone conversation. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but like, am I? Because this, would, I, I am, but I'm, I would never be the guy who's like arguing against the reviews. But I guess oh, Michael right. Jones didn't argue against the reviews either. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I am. Um, there's fun to be had there. You but had I'm, fun with a bad game. Right, exactly. But I'm not the looter shooter dude, so blah, blah, blah. All that out the window, right? I still follow all the subreddits, or the subreddit for mm-hmm. Anthem, and they are so fucking angry. And understandably, because it's their game, and then... Now you figure, I, when Anthem launched and it was all fucked up, and we were like, man, this is going to be interesting to watch, what did we all double back to? No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky did it. No Man's Sky put, you know, took it on the chain and did all those things, and then they went quiet and blah, blah, blah. No Man's Sky and this are completely different, right? Because yeah. Anthem, of course, is a game as a service. People are logging on every day looking for store updates, or every couple of days for store updates, weekly challenges, blah, blah, blah. There's live streams from them that are... You know, you need to be communicating and over communicating. And so they're in such a lose lose situation here where, well, we're only going to communicate when we have something to say. Okay. What we have to say is that we don't have the thing we want. We want, we're going to have, we still have stuff coming up in may and it's, you keep moving the goalposts further and further out. You're just going to keep pissing people off. And I don't know if when we get there, you hope they talk about may, right. In terms of having more mm-hmm. stuff. What, what, what is going to happen at E3? Yeah. You assume they're going to be at EA play. They have to be at EA play. Right. And mm-hmm. then is it that they have, I have, if they're this far behind on the roadmap in Act One of not being able to get there, and for for the record, just to give you know credit where credit's due, this is the update to the article we did talk about back in the day, Anthem Update One Point One Point Zero, which it did add. Hey, you don't have to go back to the forge anymore. You don't have to go to home base. Mm-hmm. You can go mission to mission to mission, which is which are like quality of life in quotes, but really gameplay flow stuff that should have been fixed at launch, but they fixed it, so that's great. They are making the improvements people want, mm-hmm. just at a slower clip. So are you going to tell me you're going to come to E3 slash EA Play, right? Because they don't really call it E3, but it's E3. Yeah. You're going to come to E3 and d- deliver and show something and, and be able to be like, this is all, look at act, look at cataclysms and look at all this cool and have people be like, all right, why are you showing us future shit when you can't get your shit together on what the shit is right now? Yeah. That, no, I mean, that's this, really, really key and really important. And I, I kind of disagree. I mean, I know you said it's not the same, but I even disagree with the, the No Man's Sky thing because it's like, Okay, sure, No Man's Sky fixed it over years, yeah. but I feel like it is an example of it being too late because No Man's Sky sh- was a PlayStation exclusive title that should have been a huge hit, and it wasn't because of its issues. So then, them fixing the stuff, I really do feel like it, it was such a... It went from a top-tier title to like, oh yeah, it's a game that exists, and it also was ported to other systems, so I feel like that was kind of treated as like a second chance, yeah. but then all of a sudden... 
what used to be a premier triple A looking title kind of feels more double A now, right? Because okay. of the issues that it had. And I feel like Anthem doesn't have that luxury in any existence. Fair. Totally fair. Totally fair. But yeah, I don't know. And this goes back to, you know, it's funny when all of it was falling apart for Fallout 76, remember? That mm-hmm. was the one where I was like, man. What the fuck are they going to do at E3? How yeah. do you come out and do your Bethesda conference and not address the elephant? And then Anthem's like, hold our beer and came out and really fucked everything up. And now it's like, well, gee, and I don't even and is I don't know if that's fair to say really fucked up. I think Anthem from a gameplay core experience was running better it, than Fallout was at launch. But all that it's besides, there was way different expectations yeah. on this. This was a Bioware game. This was an EA game. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? <laughs> what do you do? I, I don't know. know. I don't know. And I mean, that goes back to the, you bring in the fallouts. Very important because, you know, how we were so dire and like thinking about everything. being like, oh man, this is bad with Fallout 76. To the point that we're like, are they even going to show up? Are they going to do a conference at E3? Right. Yeah, like, yeah. can they? And I feel like in a lot of ways, time heals all wounds. If not that, then at least time makes you forget. <laughs> You know, yeah. but that's going to have its conference. And what are they going to do about Fallout 76? What are they going to say? I Well, I think for Fallout 76, honestly, I mean, I've seen the, the same thing there where people are still playing Fallout 76. I see people in our ecosystem tweet that, oh, man, Fallout 76 got an update and I'm playing it. It's, it's good. Like, I don't think people are saying it's a fucking nine out of ten, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to be able to come out and be like, we had a rocky launch and show bugs and make fun of it, but we've added the wild Appalachia uh, uh, content. People spelled that out. Appalachia? I think so. Somebody wrote in, like, you offend us when you say it wrong. It's Appalachia. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just trying to help out, man. Just trying to fucking talk about it. Fallout. We added the Wild A DLC. Like, you know, they they, wild they should be able to come out, you hope, knock on wood, and be yeah. like, hey, here's all the cool shit and stability improvements we've made. Blah, blah, blah. Or maybe they should like Elder Scrolls Online, where it is like, cool, There, it's going, and granted, it's popular, Elder Scrolls Online, but it's going, and it has a fan base, and here's what we're doing for that fan base, but let's move on. Yeah. Let's talk about Wolfenstein 2. Let's talk times. about times. But yeah, it's like, you know what I mean? on the other side, EA can't just not have Anthem. No. No, they can't. Yeah. And, but it has, does Bioware have anything up their sleeve? You, you would have thought that if no, Anthem could have been, in, if Anthem could have been in a, hey, this game's great, it's good, it's it's well, you should give Anthem another look. If those articles were happening nowish, yep. great. Absolutely. They're talking here at the end of the thing or the end of the other article saying cataclysms are coming in May, May right, or end yeah. of May. Like that's too late. It is. You can't. I mean, you can come off the thing and be like, our first the cataclysm live, and that's a big deal for us. But like, are the articles going to have spun around and people know what's going on? Mm-hmm. No, no, it has not. Number four, Tim. Or well, you got me. Uh, how am I saying Appalachia? App, uh, App, Appalachia? Appalachia? Uh, uh, people from there say Appalachia. Appalachia. Yeah. Okay. So if you're not from there, a lot of people who aren't from there say Appalachia. So I just feel like the people who are from there are. F- it's West Virginia? That's where it is, right? Yeah. Hold on. Country roads. I think they're a bunch of weirdos. Whoa! Say the fucking word right, you know? Yeah. Appalachia. God damn it. Who do we know from West Virginia? Who the fuck could this be? Cisco. Please leave your ah! message for All right, well, don't worry about it. It was going to be a special guest. Damn it. It won't be now. It's nobody. Cisco. We'll never you know. think Cisco knows West Virginia really well? I don't know. He's been there, I'm sure. Yeah. No, nah, I'm not going to call Cisco. <laughs> Number four! <laughs> Riot Games is dropping mandatory arbitration. This is from James Bachelor at GamesIndustry.biz. Riot Games has promised to give employees the ability to opt out of mandatory arbitration, although not until current legal battles have been resolved. Last week, it emerged that the studio behind League of Legends has been trying to move lawsuits over gender discrimination into private arbitration on the basis that the women in question signed clauses allowing this when they were hired. I'm one of them dumb kids. Don't know what arbitration means. So I was like, I'm going to Google it. Uh, I you, Google it. Yeah. And the definition <laughs> is the use of an arbitrator to settle a dispute. Cool. Fuck you. So it would basically be, they've basically signed away the right to go to court. Okay. You can't go to court. We have Got to go it. to private arbitration where we'll talk to a third party, who, an unbiased third party, who will then decide what happens, who gets what. Got happened. it. Okay. Frustration over this, and thank you for asking the question because I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who also don't know. Uh, frustration over this among Riot staff escalated over the following days to the point where there was talk of a mass walkout. Now the company has announced changes to its internal policies following extensive discussions across the company, promising to eventually drop the mandatory arbitration clause. Quote, as soon as current litigation is resolved, we will give all new riders the choice to opt out of mandatory arbitration for individual sexual harassment and sexual assault claims, the firm wrote. At that time, we also commit to have a firm answer around expanding the scope of extending this opt out to all riders, end quote. 
The company acknowledged that this news will, I'm sorry, this news, quote, will not satisfy all riders, end quote, and understands that the staff protests, if, if this, understands if staff protests against this next week. Riot added, quote, we are facing a complicated situation with, which, which, I gotta drink water. I love the coffee, but then it just makes me not be able to read. I get it, man. It's hard. Riot added, we are facing a complicated situation with no perfect solution, so arriving at a decision has not been easy. We are working diligently to resolve all ongoing litigation so that we can quickly take steps toward a solution that more rioters feel good about. This is where we are right now, but this is an ongoing process and there's more to come. That's a shitty thing to put in your contracts. Oh, absolutely. Mandatory arbitration. Fuck off. Let them sue you. And I understand you put it in there so they don't sue you, but then you look like a douche when you do something really douchey like this and fucking have this weird sexual harassment with sexual... Like, come on. Yeah. Like, this is... Yeah, the, how can the riot story get worse? This. Okay. Hey, oh, go ahead. I need, I need some clarification. Because, again, one of them dumb kids. Sure. This is good news, right? Yes. But it's it good. It shouldn't have been a thing in the first place. It's good yeah, news. Absolutely. It's good news, but it doesn't help the people who are still going to be put into mandatory arbitration for this. Yeah. Currently. Right. So all the stuff that came out of uh, Cecilia's reporting, Kotaku's okay. reporting, okay. right, about like, hey, this is what the, the horrible culture at Riot, that then let people, and then people started suing, doing all this different stuff, they're still locked up in the, they have to do the because arbitration. Because yeah, as soon as rather, current litigation's resolved, then, okay, okay, right. cool. And that's where it rings empty. Now, I think it sucks. I think that's terrible. I don't, I think if you're Riot and your company culture is already this bad, if, you know, and people are that already that upset, not upset to be working at Riot necessarily, but that down to the dumps about working at Riot, where do you work? Right. Oh my God. Are you okay? Is this working? Whether it has affected you or not, right? You're getting drugged through the mud. The right thing to do is to cancel all of that. However, the smart legal move, I'm sure, is not to cancel all of that. The I don't understand legal ease to begin with because I'm a moron. I don't even know if that is possible to go through. And I don't know how many. Lit- I don't know how many lawsuits are out there right now for any of that shit or whatever. Yes. It's a good move going forward. It's awesome that the, the riders who were getting ready to do this walkout were able to move the needle and make it happen for the future. It still sucks for the people caught in that, who are the people they're worried about. So I don't think it stops the walkout. And I don't think it solves the problem. Yeah. It doesn't make Riot look good. And it keeps on moving the backwards and backwards and backwards. Yeah. And again, not sure if you can do that. Not sure if their lawyers are like, there's legitimately no way to do that, like to take that out. But otherwise, you're dropping charge. I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. But shitty situation. Mm-hmm. Don't put that in your fucking contracts. Yeah. Do we have that in our contracts? I don't think we I'm have we Great point. We never made you sign oh, anything. I, I never signed anything. Neither did Andy. He bitches about <laughs> it quite a bit. We just paying you. <laughs> that's how yeah, it works. Really Wait, how we no, that's really scary. that's not how it works. Huh? That's not how it works. Do you have health stuff? I think so. Then that is how it You've works. You've never used it? I think so. You're fine. If Nick hadn't been stupid and missed his own flight to Canada, <laughs> he'd be here and he'd be able to tell no, you. It wasn't his fault. Sounds and like also, was. if he was here, he wouldn't be able to tell. No, nobody anything. knows how it really works here. We all just <laughs> friend, we're all friends with a song and a dream out here trying to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it sucks, but whatever. I would not whatever. I'm sorry. That's how I'm ending it. It sucks. Period. I would. I don't know how you get out of it because I'm not a business person. Yeah, and I don't know if Riot would want to because I just don't. I, does that open up more legal shit for them? Should that matter? There's I, I, they. You know when when it all broke, they started doing the. Round tables. They started changing the policies. They started hiring more people. They started doing like they're clearly trying to make it right. Yeah. Is this a the ship's already out of the station? We're fucked. I don't know. Best of luck to the people that need help. Agreed. Number five. Shocking news, everybody. There's a new Call of Duty coming, and it's coming soon. The Whoa. news of it, at least. Matt Perslow, star of the day. Wow. Do you know Matt from IGN? Did you ever meet him, Barrett? The name doesn't sound familiar. I imagine he's, he's is a, he a news freelancer. I, I imagine he's a freelancer. Well, hey, Matt Personal, you're killing it out there. Come on, the kind of funny games daily sometime. The next Call of Duty game will be revealed within the next two months. Yet during yesterday's Activision financial call, which discussed the results of the company's first quarter 2019, it was confirmed that the next game in the long-running series would be revealed later on in 2019's second quarter. The second quarter of 2019 will end on June 30th. E3 2019 sits squarely within the quarter, but it seems more likely that Activision may opt to announce this year's Call of Duty as a dedicated event prior to E3 as it did for Black Ops 4 last year. Greg Miller was there. No big deal. That's not in the article. Matt, you're free to put that in next time. The call offered no information about the upcoming game, but we do know that it will feature a story campaign, that it is Infinity Ward on duties for this year's entry, and that it's due to release in the traditional Q4 slot. We were talking about this a bit yesterday on Gamescast, but it's interesting that this year, at least for what we know right now, Call of Duty is kind of the only traditional shooter coming out uh, in the fall. 
right? We got Borderlands uh, in September, but once you get later past that, it really kind of is Call of Duty's year to own this. Is there no Battlefield this year? Right. Arguably. I don't think so, right? Because Battlefield 5 was last year. They st- we still don't have the Battle Royale mode. I thought they did finally. They got did that they? Yeah. Uh, that, that, really? I think that might have come out. Let's see. That came out. Yeah, I remember talking about that. Battlefield. People have been playing the Battlefield Battle Royale thing. While you do that, I want to shout. Look at you're looking. You're both Googling. I want to shout this out to nanobiologists who, of course, are smarter than me. You said arbitration means they can't get sued, but it is an alternative to lit- it is an alternative to litigation. It is faster in courts. It, it is cheaper to hire. It is cheaper to hire lawyers and requires less evidence. The main downside is rulings are more set in stone and lead. To a take it or leave it ending. Thank you, nanobiologist. Again, all my stuff's based on the practice with Dylan McDermott. Yeah, it is out. And Told you. People aren't liking it. Yeah, uh, no, I knew that part too. You want to talk about a game that just did not move the needle? Yeah. Battlefield Five. So yeah, I mean, Call of Duty coming back with a story campaign. It's like that's. It's, oh really? What's up? Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's so been like confirmed. That's, yeah, yeah. Right. That, I that think was it was in the article. We it was read. in the article. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Barry. I was looking up if Battlefield Five. What's Chernobyl? I don't know what Chernobyl <laughs> yeah, is. Obviously, Call of Duty is always a behemoth, but I feel like it's very primed this year to kind of have its own spot. You know, unless there's some really heavy hitters that we don't know about. Yeah. Because if there's no Battlefield, there's no Battlefront. I don't know. Yeah. Usually there are, there, there's no Titan. Jona- no- Jonathan Ruiz eighty nine in the chat Ruiz, made, a good, yes. uh, made a good point of. What about Bad Company 3? I'd be very down for that. Mm. People would really like that. Yeah. 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 Yep. That, would, that would be a good one. That would be a good one. Bring okay. back some of that good faith. <sighs> Tim? Yeah. I tell you what, man. Mm-hmm. I love talking to you about the news. Mm-hmm. I love when the news is happening. But I also like when games come out. You know what I mean? I do. And so... It's so long. <laughs> still so long. <laughs> still so long. There's still longer games coming out. Well, now I'm stretching just a bit. PC Gamer... PC Games N... Uh, no, this Ian Bordeaux says that we're about to see a Tom Clancy game released on or announced on May 9th. Uh, it is, it's, I think I've seen this rumor before. It's, I thought it was more confirmation. It was from me wrong. I've seen this. We'll deal with it when we have to. Sorry, Tim. Mm-hmm. Just tell me what the fucking list is called. The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every week. Yeah. Uh, before we get to that, Weissmark says, uh, gamer law student here, mandatory arbitration usually sucks because the employer will often get to choose the arbiter and it won't be as non-biased as a judge. While they did sign away their rights sign away their rights in their contract, the employees may still be able to sue if arbitration fails or a court thinks that arbitration would be too unfair. Lots of courts have held that mandatory arbitration clauses uh, violate the National Labor Relations Act. Thank you very much. That's awesome. Everybody's nailing it. We're doing great. I'd usually say out today and then read a bunch of games names, but instead I'm going to tell you about our sponsors. First, it's Sherry's Berries. Mother's Day is coming and there's absolutely nothing most of us want to do to make sure moms have a special day in their life. My mom deserves to be happy for Mother's Day. God knows I didn't make her happy any other day of the year. You know what I mean? Always with the when you coming home, where you at? This is how you make her happy. I send her a box of Sherry's Berries. Gotta love them berries. Sherry's Berries has a special Mother's Day berries package designed just for mom. They're topped with chocolate chips, pink shimmer sugar, and swizzles. These are chocolate-covered strawberries, ladies and gentlemen. They sent them here. Let me tell you, I got all up in that pink shimmer sugar. Kevin will not stop talking about those swizzles. Because they're amazing. We love the Sherry's Berries. Legitimately, they're amazing, and it's time to get them for your mom. Make her happy. You choose your delivery date to ensure mom gets your gift of Sherry's Berries exactly when you want her to, and your satisfaction is always guaranteed. Don't wait until the last minute on this one. Visit berries.com today to order your freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99 for the moms in your life. As I said, ladies and gentlemen, many times on Monday, you will forget about this. You will forget that Mother's Day is coming. Mm-hmm. You will panic and it will be too late. Pull the bus over right now. Tell the kids, hold on a second. The podcast I listen to is telling me to get some berries. To make mom really happy, you can double the berries for just $10 more. Oh, fun. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 12th. So visit berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the upper right corner and enter my code KFGAMES. Kevin, do you like them? That's berries.com. Click the microphone code KF Games. While you're at it, why not get her some flowers from Pl- Pro Flowers? Don't forget to thank the real pros this Mother's Day. Where would you be without your mom? The answer is nowhere. Or if you were like a clone like Superboy, you'd still be around. 
And you'd still have half the DNA of Clark and half the DNA of Lex. Spoilers for Superboy's origin. Okay. Uh, my mom is a pro at making me laugh, so I, I want to be a pro, and that's why I get her flowers. Andrea loves them. Gia loves them. Paula loves them. Jen All loves true. them. And there is so much to love about pro flowers. Pro flowers lets you choose from a variety of bouquets and unique vases that suit every mom's style. Then simply select the delivery date you want. Pro flowers carefully packages your flowers and delivers them fresh from the farm. And express delivery means your flowers stay fresh. Right now, get one dozen assorted roses for $19.99. Double the roses and get a premium vase for just $9.99. More. Uh, Visit proflowers.com. Click the microphone in the upper right corner and enter my code KFGames. That's proflowers.com. Click the microphone. Code KFGames. Mother's Day is May 12th, so don't wait. Order like a pro and get this amazing rose deal to thank the moms in your life. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, Greg, I'm a listener. I I pulled over the bus when you said to, but guess what? I hate my mom. Guess what? There's other people in your life who would love flowers. Send them to your dad. Send them to your wife. Anybody. Send them to your boyfriend. Send them to you. Send them to your husband. Send them to yourself. You know what I mean? Get really crazy. Send the flowers to Sherry's Berries. Send the berries to Pro Flowers. Wow. Wow. Thank them for supporting the show, right? We just did it. We just nailed it. Double the fun. Today, Hitman 2, elusive target, the undying, starring Sean Bean, is returning today. You can get that oh, until June 3rd, that so that's back, right? Yeah, everybody liked that one a lot. Uh, the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection is out on the Xbox One X family of devices, or whatever they call it here. I'm not going to read all that. Oh, yeah. uh, and then Splitgate is having an open beta uh, this weekend, May 3rd through the 6th. You, of course, know us from playing it on party mode. Check out the party mode. Splitgate is such a rad game. It's Portal meets Halo. Yeah, it's Halo meets Portal. I think is a better way to put it. Okay. Um, and man, it feels great. Looks great. I hope that this is a hit because it's surprised. It's the also hell a super small team that yeah. of like kids. They just came out of college, and it is the level of polish on it blew me away. YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games Party Mode Splitgate. Arena, get in there. Uh, other games coming out are Shadows of Adam on Switch, Purple Chicken Spaceman on Xbox wow. One, because we are out of names. No way. Uh, Helmet, the badass from hell on Switch, Gyro Boss DX on Switch, uh, Combate, Monero, PC and Mac, Run for Cover PC, and Space Warfare on PC mm. and Mac. Hey, you're looking at your thing there, right? That's where to go. Did not put them in there. I put all the I ones out of my it. press releases. Got it. Forgot to put like the real ones that are just doing them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, what are you going to do? I did some Googling, Greg. Lay me on the Googs. Is an employee contract necessary? No. Most employees don't have employ- employment contracts, and they don't need them. They work under an implied employment contract, meaning that the general terms of employment are determined by state and federal laws, as well as previous court cases, a legal concept called common law. That's all the, the things that we have in the... In the room back there on the wall? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. So you were good, Barrett. We're good. You're yeah, official. Barrett. Enjoy okay, the money. You, you know what I mean? Getting paid. Enjoy coming to Vancouver for once. <laughs> for once. I'm glad you're finally coming to one of these. Yeah, because, you know, I don't have to pay for it. I've invited you every time. I know. And you know what? I can't afford all these fucking flights everywhere. What we the, pay what you. What, where's the money go that we can pay you? To rent. To living. Who he's got a lot of new flight. hats all the time. You oh know my what I mean? God, he does it's have a lot of hats. One, and a lot of Facebook algorithm shirts, too. It's the one fucking hat. It's the one hat. I noticed that. The t-shirt you're wearing <laughs> looks pretty new. Where'd you get that? I got it from you guys. <laughs> we got it. We got you, fucker. Uh, Tim, I got a question for you. What's that question? Alex Greg? Bob Co. writes in My to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, so I bought an Xbox one last weekend and it should be arriving today. I got a deal on Newegg for $180. Thanks, Wario64. I'm planning on getting Game Pass, but I want to pick up a couple of physical games just in case the streaming doesn't work out well and I have to download games. Is there anything you guys suggest I play on Xbox first? You, you, what, what are so you <coughs> have the Xbox One X? You got the crazy TV. Yeah. You play all your third-party games on your Xbox. Yeah, One. yeah. That, so that, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of some good ones here. <laughs> My gut says Resident Evil Two. Oh, nice one. Uh, it looks play. really great, um, and it definitely takes advantage of the X. Uh, Devil May Cry Five is another great, great visual feast for your eyes you know what i mean i love feast for my eyes really okay well yeah Uh, but yeah both those games are great games and i feel like really push the xbox one x and its capabilities the hdr all all the beautiful stuff um if that's what you're going for i'd also say forza horizon 4 if you if you're looking for some good some pretty shit some pretty shit and it's also just like a pretty shit yeah yeah i'm in there that's where you're ending that was it because i mean i want to give some like options that are exclusive and forever, that would have just been Cuphead. But Cuphead, now on Switch. <laughs> and also, don't need the X for that <laughs> at all. I also want to point something out. 
What do you want to point and out? I, and this is one of those I'm going out on a limb here, mm. but I'm pretty sure I'm right about this, right? Because I, I, and I don't, you know, I don't use it often. I'm a Sony pony. Blah 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 blah. Uh, I'm planning on getting Game Pass, but I want to pick up a couple physical games just in case the streaming doesn't work out so well. You don't stream on Game Pass, right? You just download on Game Pass. Yeah, That's the whole difference between Pass. PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now lets you stream and download now. Game yeah, Pass is only yeah. download. Straight download. So yeah. I have bad news for you, Alec. You ain't, you ain't fucking streaming shit. Uh, PS Now, it's a, you can only download PS4 and PS2 games? I feel like there's a weird one. Like You, you still can't download PS3 games or something. Yeah, probably. That makes sense because yeah, they're just doing the rendering back in or whatever. Or not the rendering, the uh, engine, whatever. Cell processor. <laughs> We're gonna be this will never blow up in our face and ruin everything. Cell processor. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you got? Everyone says Assassin's Creed Odyssey looks great on the X, but I, I didn't play it, so I can't. Uh Odyssey and uh, I would say Origins as well. Yeah. Yeah. I played that on the X. Okay. Good good, good talk, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have one that leads in because you're about to do the kind of funny screencast after this, uh, uh, right? Yeah. Tim. Yeah. I believe news on there will be the fact that they are redesigning Sonic the Hedgehog. Correct. That's yeah. gonna be the big topic. Yeah. David Scott has a question lining up with that, but not about that. With the news that they are going to redesign Sonic in his upcoming movie, I have a question for you guys. I know it's exactly it's not exactly one to one comparison, but if you could have asked for any video game character to be redesigned, which character would it have been? Kevin came in here like a hawk. Bring if back, you're gonna start bring talking, bring back about Fat it. Pikachu, baby. It's Fat Pikachu back, dude. Yeah, man, I miss that little son of a bitch. You know how much better Detective Pikachu would be if he had some chunk on him. I don't. He looks. How fat was Fat Pikachu? Oh, he was fucking fat. He was chunky. Hey, Barrett, can you uh, Google Pikachu for me? You know what? Add the word. I was fat gonna say, shouldn't it. he Google Fat Pikachu? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, that's, that's how Pikachu originally looked. Really, he's for cute. Years, very cute. You know, Man, there go, are some go fucking, up to the 98 2010 there are thing. some nightmarish Whoa. ones up there now. <laughs> yeah, up to the right. Oh, yeah, yeah, click on that go. guy. Like th- this is what we've been given over time. He's been shamed. No, he's been working out. He's been nah. peeking more. Nah, dude. Pika <laughs> Oh no. That's horrifying. That is just horrifying. Yeah, bring back bring back fat Pikachu. Um otherwise I feel like Sonic is a good one that needed a couple redesigns a couple times. Yeah. I really enjoyed when they brought back classic Sonic in Generations um, and had the two of them side by side. That was a fun little thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Do, what about you? I, I can't answer this question because I made one of them happen. Mm. If you remember at IGN, mm. I had a fucking meltdown when the Game Informer cover for Infamous 2 dropped oh and it God. had trendy hipster coal on it. And oh we immediately no. went and did a ga- uh, game scoop, I believe, where I just was like, what the fuck? And I, 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 I have a feeling if I went back and listened to it, I would it would all be cringe for me. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. What the yeah. fuck? Blah, blah. But I, I also like to imagine I wasn't very like attack. I was just like, why did they change him? He didn't need to change. Blah, blah, blah. This ruins what I loved about the first game in terms of that. Blah, blah, blah. And of course, enough people said that kind of stuff. And I, I hope we're horrible, but I'm sure we were all horrible. And then they changed. Yeah. And they they brought it on regular coal. I would say just because I'm, you know, a nerd and replaying uh, the Batman Arkham games. It's weird going sure. back to Asylum and City and like how chunky everybody is. Oh sure. Like if you want to talk about chunk, like the chunk. every everybody in those games are like big. Remember Buff Gordon? Buff Gordon was hot. Yeah. But it was ki- it, again, it's kind of weird. Yeah. So I, I would kinda go back and redesign though. those, maybe. Catching up on you, are wrong. Uh, Data I miss here. Lord of Pwn points out Valhalla is out on PS4 and Switch today. Uh, Nanobiologist points out, Tim, you forgot Sunset Overdrive is a fun Xbox exclusive. Didn't play it. Yeah, but it, yeah, that's a good one right there. You know what I mean? So get on there. Uh, but is it enhanced for X? Who the hell knows? You know what I mean? Um, what time? I got two questions here. No, I don't like that one. Tommy Boy gets the final question of the week at patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, Hey, Greg. I know you were excited about Oculus Quest. Beyond Beat Saber, what games are you excited to play on it? Uh, if you listen to the Kind of Funny Games cast available right now on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can hear me talk about my impressions. I have a review unit of the Oculus oh. Quest. I have not had as much time to play as I like. What I'm currently impressed with is just the device itself. Play, I've been playing Beat Saber, obviously, but the ability to trace out my thing, see the world around me, peek my head around. These, these stories make no sense until you listen to the games cast. I'm impressed with the device. Game-wise, I'll just wait for awesome games for it and see what happens. I'm very excited. You should be, too. It's time to squad up. 
This is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Give me your na- games. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Give me your name, username, platform choice. Why you help with a video game? I right here, the best friends find you. Everybody has fun. Today, Kevin needs help in Xbox and life goals. Uh, he is Zoltan85, all one word on Xbox. I play a ton of Xbox and I'm on all platforms, but today I wanted to try to get a kind of funny best friend shout out as I am getting married today to my best friend, Ashley. All right. Keep doing what you guys are doing to keep up the good work. Kevin and Ashley, happy marriage. Everyone on Xbox Live, send an Xbox message to Zoltan, Z-O-L-T-A-N-8-5, saying happy marriage to you and Ashley. Love it. We wish you all the success in the world. Here is an achievement point because I heard you can trade them. Can you trade achievement You points? sure can't. No. Oh, that okay. was a test, Barrett, and you passed. Congratulations. Because I don't play on it. Your wrong has been cleaned up as we did the show, so everything's fantastic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Every weekday, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Listen on podcast services around the globe. Watch on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. What are you looking at? Jesus Christ. Uh, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Roosterteeth.com. Next week, your host lineup looks like this. Monday, me and Andrea. Tuesday, me and Tim. Wednesday, me and Witta. Thursday, me and Andrea. Friday, me and Nathan Brandt. All right. Brandt. Until next time. And before that, D. There's so many consonants at the end of this thing. (laughs) Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.